0: Hello, this is Kendra Van Esch. I believed in what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power, and pretty much do whatever I want, because it is all about me, right? Until God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. I left my executive career to help others deepen their relationship with God and the faith for true acceptance, love, peace, and joy. Here is my reflection for today. Yesterday was really interesting. I went to my dry cleaners, and I've known him for probably nine years. And he asked me, what is that around your neck? And he follows me on Facebook and stuff and you know, says, I love what you're doing out there. He's a non-Catholic Christian. And I shared with him, The brown scapular and Our Lady of Mount Carmel and the promises, why she gave this to us. It's supposed to go over our shoulders, um, reminding us and representing Elijah with his wool over his shoulders, a.k.a. the scapula bone. And I did a vlog on this. I have been told by priests, and I've also heard it on a couple of radio stations, that we're supposed to wear it. I used to tuck it in my bra and it's supposed to go over your shoulders. So I've I wore it. Sometimes I wear it out, sometimes I wear it in. And it obviously was a conversation starter. And so we said, "Well, can I have one?" I said, "Well, it's not exactly like a lucky rabbit's foot that I can just give it to you. I said there's things about it, you know, it's a sacramental in our in our faith and I'm thinking you have to be Catholic. I'm looking that up to see because I wonder, boy, that would be really cool if I could give him one. Although you have to be enrolled um, through a kind of ceremony with a priest and also have the scapular be blessed. So I'm going to look into that. But at the end of the day, it was a nice, interesting conversation. And he ends with, boy, you're really different now. And I said, well, what, what do you mean by that? He says, well, you're like a new age Catholic. And I said, what? He goes, yeah, you're actually a Catholic who lives their faith. I can see Jesus in you. You know, you're coming in all calm and loving and saying I'll pray for you and all of that. He said, you know, I don't know many Catholics that actually believe and live out their faith. This is his impression of the Catholics that he knows. And of course, we don't want to start saying New Age anything. We all know those crystals and things like that are not good. But I found that enlightening. And guess what? I read the readings last night before I went to bed, and I laughed because today is the memorial of Our Lady of St. Carmel. And I read those readings, and hello, funny with the whole brown scapular. But there's responsibilities associated with that scapular. We have to pray the rosary every day, and we also must be in a state of grace. Which gets me to the gospel reading. Jesus isn't mincing words here, peeps. It's Matthew chapter 11, verse 20 through 24. I'm going to pick out one section. He calls out Capernaum. And as for you, Capernaum, will you be exalted to heaven? You will go down to the netherworld. For if the mighty deeds done in your midst had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until this day. But I tell you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom on the day of judgment than for you. And that one hit me right in the face. Jesus is basically saying, hey, Capernaum, you guys have seen me perform all these miracles. You know exactly what I'm telling you to do, and yet you're not doing it anyway. Your judgment is going to be way worse than Sodom, who didn't have the benefit of having me perform miracles in front of them. And yet God rained down burning fire and took them out. Just wait, you know, because you know and you're walking away and choosing to do wrong. And this is not at all a specific thing against homosexual desires and actions. Yes, that was one big thing that Sodom had. People were Also having orgies and sex with anybody and everybody. It was this big pleasure, sexual immorality place. So we are all called to be chaste. If you're single and you remain single, you might be called to be single. You are called to be chaste. You're not supposed to have sex. You're not supposed to watch porn. You're not supposed to masturbate. All of these things I've done in the past, sex before marriage... And for those of you who are married, you are not supposed to go out of your marriage and have sex with someone else. Something I've done, I've committed adultery. I'm being honest here because I don't want it to seem like I'm shaking my finger at anybody. These are temptations that are real and face people every day. I had no idea that pornography and masturbation were considered mortal sins. And then if you are a religious person or you're a priest, you're also called to a chaste life. You are not to act on those desires or feelings that may come into your mind. You're married to the church, Jesus. Homosexual tendencies, gay sex attraction is not a sin. If you have those attractions, it's whether you act on them. So it's all about what do we decide to do? Because clearly Jesus is saying, you know the rights from wrongs, for those of us who did, right? Like I said, I didn't in some cases. I didn't know that was a mortal sin. Whoa, I'm not doing that again. And in some cases, yeah, okay, that's a mortal sin, and I've fallen a few times. I'm not talking necessarily about just sexual morality. I'm talking about the right and wrongs, the Ten Commandments, the stealing, the, the, the mortal sin behavior. That people fall into that go beyond sexual morality, but this one kind of was the The point of the sodom side of the house and the story of the gospel So let me just share one more thing to help some people in marriages I had a friend come over. We both know this priest the priest is um, When he would turned 55 he received locutions from jesus Locutions are basically private revelations, messages from God. And one of them was, if you go out on your marriage and have sex with somebody else, that is one of the most gravest sins against God. But when you do have intercourse with your spouse, it is one of the most beautiful and highest prayers and, and really praising God. I found that really interesting. I shared that with my husband, and we look at our intercourse differently now. It's cute. Sometimes he looks at me, he's like, so you want to go pray? <laughs> you know, and when you tie God into this amazing connection, it's it makes that, that intercourse and that engagement so much more deep. And it's funny because I know, not funny, but I know that there's a lot of marriages that may not have real good intimacy. And I just wanted to bring that up. So if you are having issues and you heard Jesus say through this priest that that is one of the most highest prayers and praise for God, I just hope and pray that you go try to reconnect with your spouse and maybe even share this tidbit with them. Look at that that intercourse as something completely different on a higher level. You know, the sacramental marriage and, you know, bringing it to God in a prayer, I think might help some of you. I don't know. And then there was one more thing that he had shared. When you die, you're, Jesus is going to ask you three times if you want to be with him in heaven. And the sad thing is... Most people, he said, take three times to answer yes. Remember this, share this with every person that you know. He's only going to ask three times. Don't be waiting for the fourth. <laughs> you know, do whatever you've got to do to say yes as quickly as you can to Jesus. I've shared this with my husband. I share this with people that aren't practicing because um, whether or not these locutions are are true, I'm not taking the chance, and I don't want to take the chance with the eternal souls of my family and friends. So I share that far and wide, and that's what I also wanted to share with you today. So all of the sinful behaviors and temptations that we are faced with in our lives matter. And St. John Vianney said, if you are faced with temptation, call on Our Lady for her help, and she will be there to help fight and protect you against those temptations. I want to say that it took God to change me in a lot of ways, from really understanding the truth, changing my mind about my beliefs, about everything, almost everything that the Catholic Church taught, then changing the way that I behaved and the way that I acted and said things. I mean, I never thought I could stop swearing. <laughs> I mean, come on. I used it every other word. It was every part of my being. And now it is like when I hear the words, it makes me cringe. It's, it's insane. But God did that for me. So continue to pray Continue to surrender yourself to him, especially if you're not able to stop a behavior. Go to God and say, Lord, I really know that this is wrong, but I don't have the strength to stop doing it. I need your miraculous grace because grace is the way that we change. And he has poured out graces on me like I can't even, I'm not worthy and I can't even explain to you. But it is just oozing from the inside out. It's transformed me from the depths of my soul and the deepest part of my heart. I think today is a reminder that what we do matters in terms of where we will be for the rest of eternity. So let's call on Our Lady, on the Holy Spirit within us, Jesus Christ and our Father, for the love, the strength, and the grace to live as He commands. May you walk in the light of the Lord, and may peace be with you always. Have a blessed and inspired day.